You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We're in the eighth chapter of Yoma, the chapter that describes the Yom Kippur pretty much as we know it. And we began with the description of the various afflictions, the various restrictions that we um, that the, that uh, the Torah puts in place: eating, drinking, sex, anointing, whether wearing leather shoes. There's probably one more, and we learnt that the one that the Mishnah seems to be most interested in is actually eating and drinking. And we also learnt that there's something about eating and drinking which means that if we carry it on for too long we actually, we die. That's essentially the reasoning that the, we learned in the Gemara yesterday. Eating and dr- refraining from eating and drinking somehow brings us closer to death. And we'll see today as we go through the eighth chapter that these questions of life and death are very much alive in the remainder of the Mishnah. So we begin with children. We don't afflict children. We don't make children fast on Yom Kippur. But but we, we sort of get them used to this idea one or two years before their bar mitzvah. So they become accustomed to the commandments. So children are not obligated. What about other exceptions? So, ubra ubara sheherichha. What about a pregnant woman who smells something? And the context here clearly is smelling food. And of course, any of us who've been pregnant or been around a pregnant woman knows that smelling becomes enormously, enormously important. There are extraordinary either desires or repulsions from the sense of smell during pregnancy. And the Mishnah seems to be responding at this point to the psychological needs of the pregnant woman rather than her physical needs, because it just says, We feed her until her spirit returns. There's no suggestion she's ill. But if someone is ill, If someone is sick, then we feed them on the word of experts. If there are no experts available, then we feed him according to his own word. Ad Shiomar die until he says, that's enough. Now, what is this stuff that the pregnant woman has smelt? Uh, and the Rambam brings uh, an idea that. I couldn't find in the Gemara, but it was taught to me when I originally learned the Mishnah. The, 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 the Rambam says, V'chein ubara sheherichha basar kodesh or basar chazir. This is not just ordinary kind of food that a woman is smelling on Yom Kippur. This is holy food. This is the, 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 the basically... Um, this is a the, the this is she's smelling the sacrifices the roast sacrifices she's smelling 
food that only a Kohen is allowed to eat. Or maybe she's smelling forbidden food, basar chazir, pig's meat. So she's feeding, she's smelling stuff that is absolutely forbidden. And the Rabbam explains, her sort of nature is aroused, and she really wants to eat. And then the Rambam continues, We feed her from the forbidden food until her spirit returns. And in the Gemara, by the way, there's a suggestion that we hold off for a little bit. We whisper into her ear, oh, it's, it's Yom Kippur today. And maybe at that point, that will be sufficient to calm her down. But the Gemara agrees, by the way, if that's not sufficient to calm her down, we feed her. And the Mishnah is teaching us really that, that um, well, gosh, that that sickness, even if it's psychological sickness, takes precedence over many other things. And the um, the Talmud, the, the Jerusalem Talmud here comments with respect to the sick person. If a sick person says, if the person says, I can manage on Yom Kippur, but the physician says he can't, we listen to the physician. If the physician says he can, but the sick person says he cannot, we listen to the sick person. So why do we need this Mishnah? So we don't need this teaching. We only need this Mishnah. If the sick person says, I can, and the physician says, I don't know what to do. And then Rabbi Abahu, Vishem Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Abahu says in the name Rabbi Yochanan, it's like an uncertainty of danger to life. Any danger to life, even if it's a possible danger to life, pushes the Shabbat aside, and therefore it pushes Yom Kippur aside as well. So along the same lines, someone who sees by a bulmus, we don't really know what a bulmus is, but it seems to be a Greek word. And it, it um, the root, I mean, it reminds us of the word bulimia. It's clearly some eating disorder. And it, it's some eating disorder that makes him want to eat and in, eat a lot very fast. Somehow it, it makes him absolutely ravenous. That's the sense of it. Misha achazor bulmus. Someone sees by a bulmus. Machilino to a field of arim tmeim ad sheyoru enav. We feed him even unclean things until his eyes light up. Mishnach neshachor kelev shote. Someone is bitten by a mad dog. By the way, at this point, we have drifted away, haven't we? From Yom Kippur, the question of being bitten by a mad dog, or perhaps even being seized by a bulmus. These are things that can happen outside Yom Kippur. So the Mishnah here seems to be talking general halakha about saving life, rather than halakha specific to Yom Kippur. Mishnah Shachor Kelev someone was bitten by a bad dog, Ein Machelin we don't feed him the lobe of its liver. And that seems to be because the rabbis don't believe it's effective. 
So if it were effective, clearly we'd feed it to them. But if the rabbis don't think it's effective, then they won't permit it. And there's another opinion. Rabbi Matia ben Harash Matir. Rabbi Matia ben Harash permits it. Clearly, he has a different medical view. The Odama Rabbi Matia ben Harash and Rabbi ben, ben Rabbi Matia ben Harash taught another teaching. Someone who's worried about his throat. Someone who's got a pain in his throat. This is a sore throat. And nowadays we think about a sore throat is not very dangerous, but but then we have antibiotics. You can imagine in a time of the Mishnah, without any infection control, without any antibiotics, a sore throat could lead to something very, very dangerous. And that seems to be what Rabbi Matya ben Harash is saying. We can drop medicine into his mouth on Shabbat. Because it's a danger to life. It may be a danger to life. Any possible danger to life pushes away Shabbat. And again, you, we can see here that we've now moved away from discussion of Yom Kippur to discussion of how we save life on Shabbat. And it, indeed, we've learned the whole Masachet of Shabbat. These halachot to do with danger to life or, or possibility of death, are not taught there. They're not taught in the Mishnah of Shabbat at all. They are taught here in the Mishnah of Yom Kippur, as if when the rabbis are teaching the halacha of Yom Kippur, somehow in the back of their minds, they have something, they have in the back of their minds something to do with life and death. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.